Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Bosco the Bear presents more romance comics. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by the, uh, I can't think of a word. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something romantic that starts with M. Mushy. The the mushy, mushy, mushy. the mushy one, Mister Mike. The mushy Mike. one. That's it. That's there you what, go. Uh, that's what it says in my yearbook. Most, last most uh, uh, likely most to be mushy. mushy. Uh, last week you were out of town, so we ran a rerun, um, and we looked back or played an old episode of some romance comics we had uh, looked at. Uh, romance comics, just kind of a brief, you know, backup. It's something that was yeah. created by uh, at least the genre. By oh, uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, the same old duo. Joe Simon, the and Jack Kirby, the you same duo Joe who Simon. created Captain America. They yeah. eventually, comics were in a weird time and they were kind of suffering and they needed new things out there and they came up with the idea of romance comics. Now the problem with a lot of this stuff in media in general that I always find funny is comics especially in the time that we're covering now, because the stories we look at, you threw your pin down in I anger. know, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as I was throwing it, I thought, oh, crap, it's going to uh, make a noise. Uh, but uh, <laughs> where the stories we're covering today are from the 50s and 60s, and so comic books at that time is a very male-dominated industry. Yeah. And it's always so funny for, to me to see, like, these middle-aged men try to write for these women yeah. in some of these. Yeah. But just the stories they, themselves they are ridiculous. Think this is how it's supposed y- to exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then just because there's so many, because they when romance comics debuted, they got a little bit of, I guess, popularity. I don't necessarily believe they got super popular. No. But there was a time where at least it warranted other people to be like, hey, we need to make more. They were, they were selling them. So there so, is an you know. onslaught in the 60s of yeah. just all these romance comics, and I've gone through in previous times, kind of like the rerun we ran last week, and found some of the more ridiculous ones from that time to cover, mm. and that is what we're doing in honor of Valentine's Day this week. Valentine's. It's, our, it's Find Your Person Month. It, well... Oh, the whole month? Yeah. I just did a... It's your whole month. It's, well, it's, it's going to be weird then, because next week we're not talking month. about anything sweet yeah, and loving. Okay. We're going back to issue three of uh, Beneath the Trees Where No One Sees. We gave them two love uh, uh, episodes. episodes. What, so we, what can else, do, if they so want, we can murder now. That's right. That's right. That's if two loves equal one murder, two in lo- case you're trying to... <laughs> that's just simple math. <laughs> it feels like we've turned into a true crime podcast Court now. math. Court yeah, math. Yeah, Doo-doo-doo. this is... Uh, this is uh, what if we did just like a comic book? Bows and bruises. 
<laughs> well, in that case, it sounds like we would just have to find cases True. where like nobody got super hurt. It's just well, like it sounds like just somebody got beat up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but back to this podcast is all about bar fights. <laughs> Let me describe a bar Bros, fight to you. Bros, and bar fights wouldn't be bad. <laughs> that's really not uh, bad, honestly. That's no, not. But Come in and tell your best bar fight story. Uh, that we would get some interesting. We would get some man. interesting, interesting characters. Uh, but we have romance comics. None like Bosco, though. None like Bosco, who is going to kick off our first story here. Well, Wh- shit, maybe we would, though, <laughs> because we're literally across the highway from, from a, a lot of, well, well, no, from a university oh, that has bears, bears in a pit true. over That's there. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, multiple. Multiple bears. So uh, we could have a granite and, Those and bears. here's the thing, too. You look that way. We're honestly miles, uh, just miles away it's, the it's other true. direction from, from zoo. a zoo. Yeah. So there are yeah. bears everywhere around uh, You us. never know. You look up and there might be a bear in this office Bears beats point. Battlestar Galactica. Bear beats Battlestar Galactica. You know they're talking about rebooting Battlestar? Oh, really? I thought you were going to talk about The Office. I was about to say, we've talked about this but before. But it's Sam, um, not uh, Ismail? Yeah, the guy who did Mr. Robot? Yeah. It's him, which I think I would trust him with that. Wait, are you talking about the actor? You're talking about Sam Raimi? Not no. Sam Raimi's the director. Um, you're talking about uh, Rami Malek. No, I'm, ta- oh, I'm oh, talking. Oh, the, the guy, the guy who did. did. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I would trust him with that because he's very good at like the intri- intricate. God, why? Why did that give me a problem? The intricate details, you know, of like coding and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he would be very technical no, about that would it, be. which would be very cool. That would be interesting to see. Anyway. All, all right. right. Back to love. Back to love. Uh, what I was saying, I was just teasing next week, uh, Beneath the Trees Where No oh, One yeah. Sees Issue 3. Um, so, which I read yesterday, and it is really good. Good. So let's get into our first story here, which is Bosco Plays Matchmaker, which oh, is from February of 1960. Confessions of the Lovelorn, number 111. Jeez. So by 1960, Ugh. there were already 111 issues of this. Ooh, boy. I can only assume that if it's coming out monthly, my goodness, it's been around for a bit. Or, by, anyway. Maybe it comes out like twice a week. Who That's knows? true. You know? We don't uh, know how often they're putting them up. But Now, the, the subtitle on this says, Love can come to a boy and a girl in many ways, but none as astounding as when Bosco plays matchmaker. And spoiler alert, because it's right there, we see uh, Bosco. Bosco's a bear. Bosco's a bear. Uh, that obviously, I guess, would make reference of why we are yeah, uh, understanding why we were She's on the other side of the cage, and she's chucking her, uh, her Wedding bouquet, bouquet over, and the bear's going to catch it. And the bear looks very happy about catching it. Too. He is. Uh, so what we, we find out is that uh, our setting is the Bronx Zoo, hmm. and that it is one of the largest of zoos, uh, according to this in 1960. Okay. Um, but also, it's a place that many people visit. It <laughs> love, says the Bronx the is <laughs> one of the largest. <laughs> I love these facts. The Bronx is one of the largest, and many people visit it. <laughs> Great, thanks. Uh, but it tells you... It will, Numbers, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. <laughs> well, my favorite part is it shows like a couple there, or a, a father and daughter, and they're greeting oh, Bosco, and the little girl's like throwing food at Bosco. That's a bad idea. It is, but this is the 60s. They didn't sure, know better. So sure. they were like just throwing food at bears. That girl <laughs> at was eating. Um, and she's <laughs> like, oh, he's so cute and stuff like that. And uh, here's what I love. <laughs> so it is. Here's what I love. I'm sorry. It I says, read ahead a little uh, bit. Yeah. See, that's the that was the one problem. I, I love to share these with Mike so that he can like see 
the I, pictures as it. we read along, but yeah. he always reads ahead and, and spoils some of the fun. <laughs> but so we see a panel of like just people looking in at Bosco, and it kind of shows the back of this bear standing there looking out at them. And our caption reads, Bosco couldn't talk, of course, but did you ever wonder what he might be thinking? And it shows a thought bubble over Bosco, and it just says, nice enough crowd, but wait until May. That's my favorite. Love that May. Love that May. <laughs> love that May. <laughs> now, why does like, Bosco love May? Oh, well, because uh, he he knows what the hell a calendar is. Number one, uh-huh. and he knows that months <laughs> exist. <laughs> well, here's the thing: he does not have a calendar. Like it's yeah. it's the bars all the way around. It's so there's like nothing head. hung, and he's able to just to be like, uh-huh. I sense May. It is now May. Why May? Uh, that's yes, he loved May. <laughs> Because that was the season of lovers. And if there was one thing that Bosco loved, it was lovers. Well, as someone whose birthday is in May, I got to say that whatever nine months subtracted from May, that was my parents' lovers month. Like September-ish? October-ish? I guess. I don't know. Uh Uh, You're a Halloween baby. That explains the devil soup. I was conceived in a a lab. (laughs) Oh, man. It was birthed in May. Uh, We then are introduced to our two uh, main characters of the story. There's this one girl who's just staring at Bosco by herself and goes, Here, Bosco, I guess she has food. You're the only one I get to talk to. And then she leaves, and Uh a guy comes, and he talks to Bosco, and he goes, Hey, fella, you don't talk, but who else is there for me, kind of, essentially. So we get two lonely people whose only friend in town is the Bronx Zoo Bear. So I want to, can can I point one thing out? Yeah. Uh, When you look at this cage, that's a problem. Because, like, from her waist down, it's like, you know, it's like a regular fence. I didn't notice this until now, but yeah. But at the top, where they are sticking their hands through and throwing things at this bear, it it is very wide. It looks wide enough for her to squeeze her whole body through easily. They could both be drugged through there real (laughs) quick. Oh, just wait. And just ate. So, Aiden, so Uh we go back to our hotel, or to their apartments. To our hotel. Our hotel, to their apartments. The bear goes home to his hotel. And we meet our our, uh, main uh, female. (laughs) Our main squeeze, I couldn't talk. Uh, Mary, Mary Dennison. Yeah. Would go back to her lonely room. God Almighty! And she She's, goes. If even the room knew, is lonely. <laughs> if only I knew <laughs> someone in New York and Pete Hayes. Aren't there like a jillion people in New York? There are, but Pete Hayes, who's also lonely, and he's like, "If only I knew someone in New York." Oh, so neither God. of them know anybody in New okay. York, and they're both lonely. We find out that Mary oh, works at a hosiery. Part. And she hated it. She, and it she shows works her. behind a hosiery counter. Okay. Who else? Sell, wait, is that still a thing? Now, this is 1960. Can, so. But I'm saying, can you still buy like fine hosiery at some store? I don't know. I've never bought fine hosiery. Well, you know, you remember. I'm, I'm Lowe's, maybe. <laughs> you, <laughs> you remember from. Uh, good job. You remember from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He goes in and he buys panties from that girl at the thing. Oh, and yeah. he tells her, eh, it's quite nipply outside, you know, yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. But that's that's how I envision, like, you go up to this thing, and this lady lays out these beautiful hosiery, you know, and um, this and was... you, like, grab it. This like was made Rub it from, between your, like, yeah. thing, and you're like, mm, not this soft is, enough. This is made from one, Central American worms and whatever And you're like, I'm going to be wearing these all day. Silk. Yeah. those things run, and my day's oh. over. Does it look oh. like, like, are they, is there, like, tests, like, you, like, stretch to yeah. make... Yeah. 
Absolutely. I don't know how fine hosiery's bought again well, unless I go to Lowe's. You're fixing to get a little little uh, yeah. insight here. Uh, but Mary says, "But madam, you can't return stockings that are so badly torn." Uh-huh. So apparently, she works kind of at Walmart. And the woman <laughs> says, <laughs> the "Walmart hosiery, young counter. lady, I'll have you fired for this. For what? For, for telling what? her like I'm not going to return back. your nasty ass run hose. Come on, <laughs> this this lady looks like well, number one, she looks like uh, she should be somewhere beating uh, Annie into submission." <laughs> Right, and then <laughs> and then she's returning this gross torn hose. Oh, she is, and she's very. She even has the finger in her oh, face. Oh, like, she's wagging angry. away. And as for Pete, he hates his job too. I'm assuming he's a mechanic because he's underneath a car. But there's two things that kind of make me uh-huh. wonder. One is that all he says is another day, work, 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 uh-huh. which doesn't allude to anything. Sure. And the second thing is, is I have never seen anybody work on a car in a suit. In a suit on one <laughs> of those roll around <laughs> things that you lay on. Also, I, I'd like to point out the exhaust on this car. Oh, I just noticed that it's too. It's an effing harmonica, is what <laughs> it is. Like it's just a harmonica. <laughs> well, maybe that's the front. Car, I don't know. This what car goes down the street, goes <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I I just love that. I like to think, looking at it, that he's checking something himself. He doesn't look like yeah. somebody who would work on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, maybe it's one of those uh, suits that they put out in the '60s that the astronauts wore. You just wipe everything right off. <laughs> maybe it's a plastic green suit. Oh. <laughs> Sure. And he doesn't have to wash it. It's just like one towel that's yeah. a dirt yeah. towel. That, yeah, when you buy it, it said made with you know new thermal moon rocks, thermal yeah. thermal asbestos, uh, thermal strongest asbestos. in the country. It'll give you multiple forms of cancer. Well, they didn't know that. Oh, then yeah, you're right. They just but knew they had a big growth on the back of their neck. That's it shows <laughs> that both of them, when they sleep at night, they dream of some mysterious woman yeah. or man that. They're they're lovelorn, right? They are lovelorn. So they go. It shows them that they both decide to go visit Bosco on Sunday because that's their Bosco what? day. Hang on, the one in Mary's dream, they're kissing. Yeah. What are they doing in, <laughs> in Pete's dream? I think they're kissing. They're like they're like touching noses. Is that what they're doing? Like it's just so weird. Like he's staring straight ahead, and she's got her head all know. cocked and smacking into I don't know how him. to how to describe it. If, so if the ba- I'm gonna do it the best I can for this podcast. Imagine like a face is looking <laughs> straight ahead, right, or kind of to the side, and there's a woman's face blocking the front yeah. of it, and it's angled like it should be kissed, but it's angled higher, so uh-huh. it looks like she's chomping down on his nose. It does kind of look like she's chewing on his nose. If I but could he only loves meet that. my dream well, woman, she would knock knock foreheads with me, and we would. <laughs> Mary's like, oh, I, I can't wait for my true yeah. like, love's kiss. Yeah. And Pete's like, I can't wait to find some dame who'll bite my nose. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, <laughs> I, you know, we're not, we're not here to shame anybody's kids. Uh, oh, man. to bite each other's nose. Oh, man. I don't know. That art just threw me off on that. Yeah. So they go visit Bosco because Sunday's <laughs> Bosco Day. And uh, while they're both there, they kind of think to themselves and Pete, thinks wow you know she's got a nice face uh i'd like to know her that's what he thinks she's, she's got a nice got face a nice i'd like face. to mash it so see i don't feel bad for speaking for pete that way because he Mm-mm. seems like a guy Mm-mm. who would say something like that then pete's a goober yeah <laughs> it's funny you say goober goober's gonna come up i'm pretty sure in one of these stories too. yeah i i anyway go ahead uh mary looks at pete and goes he looks nice nice but with you, an exclamation yeah mark. but you just can't trust anybody in a big city he could even be a criminal. He could be a criminal. Which is very true. But so could the bear. Finally, 
you know, Pete's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and break the ice here. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I've been noticing you here. And uh, I thought that maybe. And she's like, indeed. Well, it just so happens that I'm not interested in whatever you're interested in. Like, she just turns on him out of nowhere, right? And the bear now has two faces. He does, because it's the, like, double take. Like a a tennis match. He's like, what? Like, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm a bear. And so... Uh, Mary like storms off angry leaving and Pete's kind of confused. Here's the best part of this story, I think, is the name calling. She mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. and I'll thank you not to try to talk to me again, you you masher. You masher. To which Pete replies with, don't worry, I won't, you, you pickle puss. <laughs> pickle puss. So there you go. That's a new one to call somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But you know what? Pickle even with that fight, that drop down, just uh-huh. angry, hate filled yeah. fight, yeah. Pete cannot stop thinking about Mary. There's just something about Mary, if you would. I will say that he's at least taking his jacket off to now, work to on tires a tire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Mary's at the hosiery store, still thinking about Pete. Wait, he says, he says, darn it, why can't I get her out of my mind? She's just a sour faced shrew, so why can't I forget her? She's sour because she's a pickle puss. She got pickle puss. No, that. And Mary, <laughs> just moving. And Mary um, is thinking about Pete. Uh-huh. Why does his face keep coming back to me? It isn't as if he was a good guy, just a flirt. She doesn't know. Well, that's the thing. The poor neither guy. Of, well, I'm just saying neither of them know. Uh-huh. Like she could be, honestly, like she, she could be the criminal. She could have shown him who she is right there by yelling at him and leaving. And he's thinking, wow, she could be great. And she's still thinking, like... He's a masher. He could be just, you know, he's been able... Like, neither of them know. I and just... You know, you know, I'm I'm not misogynistic in any way, but I do want to take Is there Pete's, a but? See, I this do, is always... We talked about wanna, this the other day. I do want to take Pete's side on this, though. <laughs> because he literally just turns to the lady. He is in a full suit with a tie. He's not, you know, he's not a crackhead. He's not... That you know of. Crackheads don't present themselves well. So he's just there. He's at the bear cage. (laughs) And he says, I've been noticing you here, miss. And I thought that maybe. And then she's like, get out of here, you masher. Well, shit. What's he supposed to do? But at the same time, as she's leaving, he's not like, oh, it's a misunderstanding. Mm -mm. He Pickle just puss. doubles down and yeah. Well, you know. So I'm I'm saying like it could have handled it could have been handled. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, just so the way they are. Th- that's well, mm-hmm. that's them. I just I just <laughs> go ahead and I I got an observation real quick. Uh, oh, no no go with your observation. No 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 it's okay, it's okay. about the next panel. So we get to the next panel and for some reason they still go to talk to Bosco because in a city as big as New York What's the only Sunday? person it's they Bosco go day. it's Bosco Day the yeah. only person they have to talk to still is Bosco. I just want to point out the way that Bosco is standing. Number one, he's a bear and he's standing, <laughs> and number two, he has both hands like on his hips. Like, why don't you just get along? You know. Or he does. <laughs> He's really torn up about it. Good old Bosco. Uh, and then he's sitting there, and he's looking at it, and he thinks to himself, though, the good old Bosco, that settles it. It's time for me to get busy. And what does that mean? He steals Mary's purse as Pete's leaving. Because Pete's like, I, if I don't get to talk to Bosco by yeah. myself, I don't want to be yeah. here. So Bosco has decided to take things into his own hands. and he's Literally. Going, literally, as he is taking or uh, stolen Mary's purse, and he's going to, I guess, play Cupid, if you will. I just love how he dumped everything on the ground and then and just then turned left. his back on That's her. the thing. So he's he, like, yeah, he, screw it. He pulls the purse into the cage. It 
falls everywhere and then yeah. he leaves it. Yeah. But you'll see this is part of Bosco's trap. Oh, I know. Bosco's a genius. He is a genius. Mm -hmm. So Mary's like, my month's pay. Her first thought, I've got to get it before Bosco comes back. She has he might rip the money up. He, she has an entire month's pay in her, in purse. her purse just hanging around. Where is she going? It's just her apartment in the zoo. Know. That's it. The only person I know I, I could point at at about this time who carried around a month's pay or more would be um, uh, the chick from uh, Psycho. You know, she took all that money and took off, and then she got killed in the Psycho Hotel. Oh, That's yeah. That's kind of what the, it's like, oh, I got all the money, and now the bear's <laughs> stolen it. But she does what any sane person does. Take a shower. Climbing the bars wasn't hard. Uh, I'll just God. climb right in. And again, she and could have gone out. through them. She could. They're big enough for it. Um, but she climbs over and she thinks, I'm going to grab my purse and everything before Bosco gets back. And as she scoops it up, that's when Bosco leaps to try to attack her. You ever seen uh, Grizzly Man? Yes, but it's been a while. Yeah, dude gets eaten. He does, yeah. Right? Even though he's like, yeah, this bear's not going to hurt me. That's the same thing. Yeah, I don't care how much of a matchmaker you think your bear is you playing. You don't f with bears. Don't go in the don't go in the cage. You never mess no, with bears. No. no. Anyway, I um, won't mess with any wild even animals. Bo honestly, even Bosco, who is uh, such a bear genius, Good old Bosco. Uh, well, Bosco lunges at Mary, and Pete isn't far away, and hears, and he's like, "Hang on, I'm coming." So what does Pete do? He doesn't get help. No, he decides to jump in himself. Sure. And he's like, now she's got, he goes, uh, how she got in here, I'll never know. As he climbed to get well, in himself. I think it's, it's about think the way you got in there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. probably. Uh, and he tells her, run over there to those high rocks over there in the back. I'll deal with Bosco. Don't tell me what to do, masher. <laughs> he says, Bosco lets them get away for the moment. And he's like, here, we'll have a better chance to hold up there. here. Bosco just stands there and goes, grr. That's <laughs> it. He's, he's a genius. Well, and so, like, Pete's helping Mary to safety, and Bosco comes at him again, and Pete turns around and punches him in the nose. Well. Which, if anything, Mike, this is going to be a weird thing to interject here, but mm -hmm. I'm going to add it. Do you remember a show on Spike? First of all, Spike TV. I do remember Spike TV. Uh, back That's when the, the man show came on to begin with, right? I think it was Comedy Central first. Was it? Okay. Yeah, anyway. But they had a show called Mansers. Mansers? Mansers, right? Okay. Spike TV, in case you were curious, was a TV station that was made for... Spike is short for misogynistic TV. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, uh, as a younger kid, I would watch... I say younger kid, kind of like late teens and stuff like that. There would be shows on there... Six, eight months. ...that we would watch that I would just find ridiculous because they were shows, even yeah. at my age. But still, sure. they're funny. One of them was Mansers. And it was like these stupidest questions that they would ask, and it'd be like, "Oh, how can you survive this?" Or what is the? Di I don't know. I watched it a couple times, but one of the episodes I remember was like, "What can you do to survive like a grizzly bear attack or something?" It was really stupid. Mike's pulling it up right I'm now. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Um, but I remember the guy in the grizzly bear show uh, question is like, "Oh, you can punch it in the nose." And even at like, you know, 17 years old, I was like. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. no way if I'm coming that. up against a bear, I'm punching it in the nose. That. But uh, that is exactly what Pete does here. Various stupid and some very interesting questions are answered by men. That's the entire premise. That's it. It's not what they would do is they like ask guys on the street and then they would have like some half baked sign. Like it's not good TV. Well, it starred uh It didn't star anybody. There wasn't a host. It starred Ward Roberts. Or maybe he was the voice for it. 
Yeah, he was Ward Roberts. Do you he's, remember uh, like that and like a thousand ways actually, to shit? He's been in a lot of stuff. And like a thousand ways to oh, die. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it was that kind of like t- it was all in that same kind of. When name. you look it up, that's one of the references down at the bottom is a yeah, thousand ways same. to die too. But yeah, the same kind of thing. It is. Yeah. I had that brief uh, branch off into just terrible television. The other one just is because he punches a normal activity. <laughs> Just a girl in a bikini in front of what looks like the paranormal movie thing. Uh, hey, but it, it, it also, you get, also you get Max Saves the World with a little dog. Okay, one of them looks... I'm, af- is, I'm afraid that that poster is not what the movie's about. The goofiest thing. Okay, we have, de- right, go, we have, we go, have derailed. Sorry, Let's sorry. get back yeah, to... Go for it. Uh, Bosco and Mary and Pete. Pete punches Bosco, Welcome the bear, in the nose. Oh, it was so it was just it was a <laughs> terrible, terrible, misogynistic, just awful show. And well, he punches the bear in the face, and then the bear runs away, going, "How ooh, wow!" But then he goes, wow. "How am I doing?" Like who's to he himself. talking to? to yeah, himself. like he's like, "Oh, my acting's good. How how am I doing?" But nobody's there to like, who's he talking how to? How am I doing, Bear Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the here's what's weird. Then, so the zookeeper comes by and he's like, "In this cage, you'll Why see something." Why is he dressed like an ice cream man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all he's in all white. He is. He's like, "In this, you'll see something very unusual." It sure is unusual for a bear cage because Mary and Pete are making out. They did uh, not crawl out. No, no, no. Of the bear exhibit, Pete just punches Bosco in the nose. The oh bear runs away, God. and they start making out in the bear exhibit. It does not get better than this last panel. Then. I swear to God, <laughs> that is the greatest panel you have ever shown me in a comic book. Oh, there's a reason I included it. <laughs> Jeez. Then it says at the very end, the very last panel of this story, uh, that's all, reader, except that one late celebrant still swears to what he saw. And it's Bosco is shaking hands literally with Cupid uh-huh. while the drunk behind him says... I'm going to swear off. I know when I've had too much. So this, uh, what's he a celebrant of? (laughs) That it's the month of May? I mean, because let's think about this for a second. If it's May. So generally when you see guys in a top hat and a tuxedo who's very drunk, it's New Year's, Mm -hmm. right? This is halfway through the freaking year. This guy been drunk the entire time. Here's the thing, too. When you see Cupid, you yeah. think of February. You think well, that's of true too. Valentine's yeah. Day. So when they say late celebrants, I'm thinking both of them, this New Year's guy and Cupid, both hung around till May because they were like, Bosco's got one for us, guys. Just sitting I there got waiting, him just yeah. waiting. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Oh, see, but I didn't see the next one you got. Here, uh, so Mike, I made sure. That here's the thing: the last two oh might, the last two aren't going to be as ridiculous as the first two in premise. Sure they have that? other things. I'm sure about that. But okay. the next one we get to is so good. <laughs> I wished when I made these I would have flipped them, but oh, this was okay. It's called lip service, and the kind of heading for this one says, "I heard his words of love only." Or I heard, I heard his loves. I'll just try it again. Yeah. I heard his words of love. Only through a dummy. I yearned for the day he could speak for himself rather than use the dummy's lip service. And what we have here is a story about a ventriloquist, folks. And we see and we're met with, um, I think, is it Harry? I'm trying to find his name. Harry 
Harvey. It is Harry. Okay. Our main character is Harvey, mm-hmm. our ventriloquist, mm-hmm. and his dummy's name is Charlie. Okay. And we see a set uh, to open up the first panel of Charlie of the dummy and Harry the ventriloquist. And Harry says, Charlie, say it's a pleasure to meet the young lady. And Charlie goes, it's nice to know you, miss. How's that? Like, he kind of talks him up a bit. Why does, why does Harry look like he hates Charlie in the first panel? Like, he, he just looks like he, he detests this thing. <laughs> this story is so weird, Mike. Just wait. All right. Uh, and he's like, you know, no, he's basically just doing the whole act. Now, you know, tell the lady that she's lovely. And it just kind of shows the, the top panel is just them kind of going through mm-hmm. their act. Mm-hmm. But underneath, after it tells that bit about lip service, it shows Charlie off leaning against the bed. And he says, I love you, Linda. Truly, Linda. Truly. By himself. And Charlie is sitting away from him, talking to himself. That's good, Charlie. Very good. But why can't I say it to her? Why does why does he have a picture of this chick named Linda and it says love Linda in the bottom of it if he can't say it? I mean, shit, she's already <laughs> she giving can, you the opening. She can say it. Charlie uh, can say it. Okay. Harry can't. So we're introduced and Poor it Harry tells the story of we go through this whole bit. It, the story's told by Linda. And Linda's telling us how she first saw Harry Devon on the West River Showboat. <laughs> so that oh, West River Showboat. Oh, this one doesn't have it. Dang it, I missed it. I can't remember what uh issue this one's from we're still in the 60s though uh but she he's doing his bit and he's like charlie i'm surprised that you you know i've asked you not to flirt with the girls and charlie just the dummy is a player Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the ventriloquist is not it's kind of the gimmick here yeah (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) zach told me a story he came through the the lobby yesterday and dude looked at him number one it's the guy who wears one of those male jumpers like it's, it's always like the same pattern on his shorts and his. See, shirt. I appreciate that. Okay, I, I like I like the unison. You, you the, go right ahead, uh, and then he, <laughs> the guy looks at him and goes, "What's up, pimp?" Yeah, he just said, <laughs> he said, "What's up, pimp?" <laughs> uh, just I hadn't I hadn't been asked that in like twelve yeah. years. Yeah, sure, at least. So I just I don't know why my ADHD or just my introvertness <laughs> or just my unable to deal with people in the morning kind of kicked in, sure. and I just la- I just went <laughs> and just kept walking. <laughs> Because I didn't know what to do. Hey, so, another uh, another point we need to make before you continue yeah. is that uh, Charlie, the ventriloquist dummy, now has a straw hat on. Well, that adds personality. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, anybody who's old enough to remember Shakey's Pizza. Uh, they used to come out in straw hats and suspenders and bow ties and Did stuff and play the banjo while you're eating pizza. Is nothing, that what that's from? Nothing makes a great slice of pizza go Was down it like better. red and white shirts? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen pictures of these people and didn't know. Nothing, nothing makes a good slice of pizza go down better than banjo music. Well, yeah. I wouldn't feel like I'm in the deliverance. I'm yeah, deliverance yeah, eating yeah, pizza. Yeah. Uh, like, but hey, this pizza sure is good, but I hate what comes later. <laughs> yeah. Ooh-wee. So... Uh, <laughs> Charlie is like kind of hitting on the ladies because you know, Harry asked him, like, you know, I asked you not to flirt with the girls. And Charlie goes, I wasn't flirting with her, bub. He always says bub, too. Bub? Goes, I wasn't flirting with her, bub. I just asked her for a kiss. Like, he's just like the smooth, kind of like the dummy with that, you know, silent, like sexiness about him. You know what I mean? Can I do his voice real quick? Yeah, go ahead. What's wrong with that? <laughs> he does seem like the way it's written. It does seem Don't like you it. ask plenty of girls for a kiss? So I'm just a chip off the old block, bub. And I feel like Harry's like, yeah, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> Be quiet, Charlie. 
It's just completely different. <laughs> it's my voice. It's always been embarrassing. Uh-huh. Um, man. Hey, that's not copyrighted anymore, so we're good. Yeah. No, yeah, that was specifically the <laughs> Steamboat Willie version. Steamboat Willie. I feel like I need uh-huh. to say, yeah. Oh, the Steamboat Actually, actually I don't Steamboat. think he lasts. We should probably <laughs> Right. Uh, good luck finding that. Yeah. You're going to have to listen to a lot of the episode you to find it. that, Disney. You got it, we Disney. won. Get on it, Disney. Uh, anyway. Dare you. <laughs> so Take that out. This will be the one we get. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, we got a... Well, never mind. That's something different. Uh, I just want... Just wanted to cease and desist. We didn't get a cease and desist. We just got a you can't you can't monetize, which is fine because that means though that you know. Uh, But YouTube, yeah, stupid Uh, stupid YouTube. Anyway, uh, (laughs) now back to our show. Um, As he's continuing this thing, he starts to hit on Linda, who is the girl in polka dots. Mm Because Charlie starts talking up. He's like, "All right, let's talk about like you know this pretty dresses. How do you feel Mm -hmm. about the polka dot job?" Mm And she's just kind of blushing, and uh, Harry kind of covers his mouth, and he's like, "Oh, you know, that's enough. Good night, folks." Like his bit is, I guess, that Charlie the dummy just like talks up the ladies, and he's Harry's like, "Oh, that's not, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not cool." How do you like that polka dot job? Yeah. So Charlie, Harry, without Charlie, <laughs> Harry the man by himself, Harry the man uh, is out on the boat, and he runs into Linda, and they kind of you know get to talk a little bit, and. They introduce each other, and she tells him that, you know, I'm Linda Holly, and I thought your act tonight was great. And Linda Holly. You delivered your lines so well, and it seemed so real when you made that dummy talk, which I can only think reading that line, that she was just like, I don't, like, I know it's not real, mm. but you make me mm. believe. You mm. make me believe, Harry. Like, just something like that. Um, Harry, you make me <laughs> believe in magic. <laughs> in dummy magic. In dummy magic. But he goes, Charlie, uh is well-trained, even though he gets a little brazen at times. Well-trained? Yeah, no, here's... It's you! No, that's (laughs) what I'm telling you, because she goes, your job must be very interesting, Mr. Devin. Just look at all the things you can say and blame them on a dummy. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess I never really thought of it exactly like that. I just, I try to make people laugh. Mm. And then she goes... He's so sad for somebody who's trying to make people laugh. She's like, my shot in the dark had hit home. I knew Harry Devon's secret. Without his dummy to speak for him, he was like an embarrassed little boy. Mm. So she's like, he's using the dummy. To, and it would make sense. I can fix him. Well, That's what she Yeah, said. they like to write that a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she says that she wants... She, he goes... Uh, I'm sorry. So Harry goes... Uh, you can just call me Harry, like Mister's. You know, just two formals. Yeah. yeah, that's my name and stuff. She's like, "All right, on one condition, you show me what makes Charlie tick," which, Wh- which could be taken one ways or one of two ways. Maybe she's like, "Yeah, I'll call you that if you show me what makes Charlie tick," and she's like, you know, coming on to him a bit. Yeah. Or she really wants to see the dummy. What do you think? She really wants to see the dummy. I so think, I think later she's going to say, stick your hand in me like you do that dummy. <laughs> I think is what, where that's going. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke, Sorry. but I'm not going yeah. to. Nope. Mine was so, bad enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it there. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Come back, please. But so while they're there and <laughs> they're Bosco. talking, she's so, yeah, he pulls, uh, Harry pulls Charlie back out and Charlie, the meeting's like, wow, it's the polka dot job. Like he goes right back in that whole bit. No, he doesn't say wow. He says, wow. Oh, he does say, wow. Wow, E. Yeah, I'm sorry. The E part, I-E part is, is in is, bold. Yeah, in bold. And Harry's like, Charlie, I warned you to be nice. And he's like, oh, I could be nice. Real nice to her. Like, he's like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, a, oh, oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, pay no attention to Charlie. Uh, and Linda's just uh, playing it up. And she's like, oh, no, I'm enjoying this. Like, she likes, I guess, the him being kind of a little riled up bit. 
which makes sense. And, you know, uh, she, <laughs> this is so weird. It says, say you'd like to kiss the lady, Charlie. <laughs> and he goes, Linda, I'd like to kiss you. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden he did. With that damn doll sitting back and there he lays, watching. And he lays the doll down on the chair. And, yeah, it's watching the background. And then it says, then I, then I heard more words. Wonderful words, <laughs> but they words. did. But they didn't come from Harry Devon. And you see, you were all I want, all, all I, I ever want. wanted, all I ever wanted. But the speech bubble is coming from the puppet and not from Harry. Well, number one, he is a he is a uh, very Good. talented ventriloquist. He can he's he throwing can throw his, his voice all across, yep. completely yep. across the room. What a he's guy. too afraid to say what he wants to to her that he'll instead throw his voice. <laughs> He's already kissed her. <laughs> just don't say anything. Like, like that's so the thing. Goofy. I don't like if he's that nervous, I get him like just clamming up and not saying anything. But being so nervous that you throw your voice to make a dummy clear across the room mm. talk is a bit. I have a con continuity issue. Yeah, what's up? Uh, and the next thing, he, he's had this orange suit on the whole time, and then the next panel, it's yellow. Oh, it is yellow for like just Dick one panel. Tracy. For yeah. one panel. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a color with the, our, sure. our problem with the printing press. And what? she's like, that's not you talking, Harry. Or is he it? He can't fool me. <laughs> Still, she goes, or is it? Like, she's kind of confused. Uh, and she's like, I'm uh, I'm not talking to a dummy. Forget this. I'm done. And so, like, she leaves. And he gets sad. Well, <laughs> the next day. He gets sad. <laughs> he decides to call her back. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm doing a show at the Aquacade. And didn't know if you wanted to come hang out at the beach and all that. And she's like, with Harry or the dummy? Like, she's kind of like, I'm not doing this BS. I don't know, this is a dummy. Yeah. yeah. She's I like, float. It was weird enough. The, it was weird enough the first time. We are not doing this again. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, it's with me. She's like, all right, I'll come hang out. So they're over at the beach and they're talking, and you see a suitcase that's sitting away from them. And all of a sudden, God a speech almighty. bubble from the suitcase this says, guy. I love you, honey, darling. I mean, every word. He still. He's still talking as the dummy, and the it, and the dummy's in the suitcase. In the suitcase. Here's here's, here's what I want to know though. He doesn't have a show till that night. Yeah. Why did he bring the dummy to the beach with him, even well, if it's still in the suitcase? Charlie loves the sun, but he's in the suitcase. I, well, you know, it's UV rays. They get through it. All right. I don't know. So, because he's an idiot, is what I mean. True. That's the real answer here. So, Linda's had enough, and she's like, The dummy spoke those words again, Harry, not you. Even when he's in the suitcase, he does all the talking. That's true. And she's now, now, see, she does have something to kind of be pissed off. No, about, no, on this honestly. one, she's, yeah. she's, she's in the right on this all this. This is not, Oh shit, I woke up, you have stubble, I hate you. No, no, Linda's in the right on all this. This is Harry being weird. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and, yeah, this dude's and he's like, But weird. I, and she's like, Please. Not another word. I dislike lip service from a wooden dummy. When you learn to speak for yourself, let me know. Goodbye, Harry. Like mm. a very good just boom. Mm. But Linda couldn't leave. She still obviously like cared for Harry a bit. So she goes out to watch his show that night, and it is awful, right? <laughs> He's out there on stage, <laughs> and it just shows her sitting around the crowd, and the crowd is like, ha, some act. I guess. I got choked up because of what they do to him. Yeah. It's rough. It is. But they and so the crowd is heckling him and they're like, ha, some act. Every time the dummy talks, you see Devin's lips move. He's a rank amateur. Like uh, people are yelling out there and they're booing him. They now. literally boo him out loud. They boo him. Boo. 
and they're like, throw him out, bring on the next act, because he's oh just so gosh. horrible. And Linda's like, something's wrong, and she won't. She hurries backstage. <laughs> this is not the ventriloquist <laughs> I paid for. Oh man, I like to think that it's an open mic <laughs> night, so yeah, none of them. Yeah, did. exactly. But she goes backstage to see Harry, and Harry goes. So after you left me, I decided to learn to talk for myself. I did learn only too well, and now I can't make Charlie talk. So he's learned to express himself so well, he can no longer be a good mentor. Somebody needs to check this guy for a brain tumor. This poor guy. He's like, I can talk to you now, Linda. Can't talk to my dummy anymore. Dude, come on. He's only got, maybe he only has room for one person. Maybe that's what it is. Well, that's true. Yeah. But he goes, I love you, Linda. I love you, Linda. I love you. Number He's one, saying it himself. Fast as hell. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I mean, just like, you've literally hung out with her twice. That's true. And you I love you. I love you. I love you. And you talk to her through your dummy for half that yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Linda How says. How is she not afraid of this guy? Well, she goes, and it's you, darling. All right, you darling. talking, darling. How nicely. You talk. How wonderfully. And then he goes back out on stage with Charlie, and she proudly watches his act. And he goes, Charlie, say it's a pleasure to meet the young lady. Like, this is them, I guess, yeah. before he goes back out. And he's like, nice to meet you, miss. Now, Charlie, say you think the lady is very, very lovely. Of course I think she's very lovely. And he looks back, still sad looking for some reason. And he goes, now it's important, Charlie. Tell the lady you love her. And he goes, I love you, Linda. I love you. And then we get a close out of her face. And I knew the words were for me. Yeah, because your damn name's in the sentence. (laughs) That's why. That's why you knew. (laughs) And I knew. (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. cut her some slack. Linda's She's an t- idiot. No. no, 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 cut her some no. slack. Uh-uh. She dealt with Harry. Look at that. But still, she goes, and I knew Harry could say them too. We had found our own lip service. Good the Lord end. Christ in heaven. Good oh God. man. Well, no. that's a that's a perfect place for us to take a break, though. Uh, I got come. We'll come back, and I got two more. Uh, one of them involving. I'll just tease it for you of how I tortured my in laws. Is nice. the next one. Uh, we'll get to that coming up uh, right after this break. Enjoy these lovely commercials. All right, welcome back into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. Uh, after that lovely break we got to hear that was so eloquently thrown to by uh, Charlie the Dummy. Hey there, everybody. There we welcome go. back. There we go. I just need I'm not a womanizer time. anymore. I've reformed. I've taken up ships in a bottle. <laughs> Isn't that oddly <laughs> weird being a wooden dummy? You know what? We're not going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our last two stories. Then the first one being from... April of 1950. Wow. Right? 1950. Uh, yeah. From My Pass number 11, and it says the artist possibly early Pete Morrissey. It's from Fox Publishers. All right. Uh, but it's called I Tortured My In-Laws. Mm. Sounds like a fun game. Um, what we have here is I'm trying to see our main character's name. Uh, mm. Her husband's name is Ray. Betty. Betty is our... Main character. And Betty talks about how she likes her home so much. Too much to share it with her in-laws that were ailing, right? The doctor had suggested to her husband that they keep them there. And she's just, because, uh, oh, 
keep them there to live with them. And I didn't care how sick they were. While they lived in my apartment, I made sure, or I made their lives so miserable, they were forced to leave. To face life or death alone, I didn't care how much I hurt my husband. Wow. Yeah. Right? So that's why I read that first part, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing this one. So uh, we're introduced to Betty and Ray, who have been married for three years at this point, Mm -hmm. right? And life is just absolutely perfect. We kind of get a little setup for them of how they have their own garden that they work. And Ray tells her, like, we're lucky to have a garden, Betty. Like, a lot of city, big city dwellers like us don't even have a backyard. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I know, Ray. It's wonderful. I Just know, Ray, a- darling. Darling. She talks about how their lives together are so great that even yeah. when they're reading, they don't need to talk. Like, just being in each other's company in sure, life is just sure. so awesome. My husband and I found, I did like this, my husband and I found marriage bliss. We enjoyed staying home alone. Honeymoon Bridge was our favorite indoor game. I wonder what their favorite outdoor game was. What's a, what's a, what's a Honeymoon Bridge? Uh, bridge, the well, card I know game. It's bridge, but I don't know what makes a Honeymoon Bridge. Okay. Right. I don't know if it's a type of game. Take or your pants off. Let's they, play Honeymoon Bridge. Where the hell Charlie come from? I don't know. He's, uh, he's just going to be hanging around. Yeah. Uh, but no, I just love that. <laughs> our, fa- our favorite indoor game, though, too. Like, mm-hmm. what was their favorite outdoor yeah. game? Jarts. I was going to say yard Mostly, darts. Yeah. Jarts. What are jarts? Jarts what? or la- lawn darts. Was it jarts? It was though? a brand. Oh. Yeah, it was just called jarts. How, do you think that's how they lost the best friend? Probably took one of them. Well, out. I think I think uh, once one of them hits you in the head, then you can't pronounce words correctly <laughs> anymore. Because <laughs> you're just like, jarts! <laughs> I get hit by jarts! Because <laughs> it's sticking into your frontal cortex. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... So they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. That was, I don't have anything for that. Uh, I don't, I don't we got to get him to the hospital, Bob. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So they play Honeymoon Bridge and maybe Yard, yard Darts for outdoor stuff. Uh, but it says, uh, I didn't want his mother and father to spoil my life, so I tortured his in-laws. And when she says it like that, it makes it sound like she locks him up in the basement. But then, but it, it's not that bad. The next panel is so odd. It's a, a little skinny little panel. It says, we both like the same kind of recreation. And then it's got two hearts with an arrow through it. So I, you got to think they're talking about, you know, a horizontal lumbata or whatever. Yeah, right? I think yeah. so, right? Okay, all right. I didn't pick up on that, but I... There oh, were, you think I, that's like a little yeah, 1950s koi yeah, kind? Oh. Yeah. I think that uh, this was before there were other positions besides missionary. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> uh, so most sexual a, positions were invented after 1965. Yeah, it was, so yeah. they thought about, uh, Bob, we got to recreate that. I think it's going to be less obvious if we do an arrow going through two hearts. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed your idea of the sheet ghost with the hole cut right. out in it. I also like but, the train and the fireworks, but, but those are hard to pull off in a co- in a comic book. I hate that you missed my sheet I heard you, okay. sheet with a hole in it. Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you. Hasidic Jew. Yeah, or Mormons. I don't, I don't know which ones have sex through a sheet, but one of just, them does. It was all, I think it was just super religious people in general. Oh, okay. Because right. I, I heard it from about the... Uh, How the often are you going to wash that damn sheet is what I'm saying. It's, it's like sh- it ain't coming out clean. It's your sex sheet. It's sex sheet. Gross, oh. gross, and two times. You know what? Gross. For Valentine's Day, get your loved one a new sex new sheet. Sex sheet. So, man, that's this. what I like to do. I like to turn over my sex sheet like once a year. You know, when February hits, I just go buy a new one. Yeah. And then I the I, last for the year. Yeah. Well, and then in March I wash it. <laughs> so it's good. So you're ready for May. <laughs> that's right. <You're> May <laughs> is for lovers <laughs> and bears. <laughs> 
Oh man, this is see, this is the beauty of these though, because they always yeah. get off the rails too. All right, so back from after we found the little 1950s, uh, I guess their little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, they're at the movies, and she's like, "I hope the movie's good, Ray." And he's like, "Well, everybody else gave it rave reviews." By the way, the movie is Rajori Nissan and Odger Guest in "So Goes Life." <laughs> "So Goes Life" was a classic. "So Goes Life." Uh, it shows them like going to the museum together, yeah. and talks about how they would go swimming and have picnics together, and that Ray's kisses were divine, and oh. he never failed to thrill me. And there's so many like the panels behind it are like oh them going and swimming, sitting there. their underwear in the park. Uh, that's their picnic the and swimming. Yeah. So, like, they're having just the best life ever, and Betty loves it. We get a lot of it. Like, we just get panel after panel of all the great things that are happening in her life and how uh, it's just absolute, you know, marriage bliss for these three years. Sometimes I wish everyone was as happy as we are. Stuff like that, I right? do, too. This will never end, though. There are we'll some... We'll be happy forever. There are some things in here, though, that, again, like, I just kind of, like, yeah. chuckle about reading because sure. it's like the guys... It feels like guys writing for the female characters, or if anything, it's like the sign of the times. There's like, this one uh, right here. Uh, which, uh, well, so there's two. There's one where she goes, oddly enough, I liked housework. Mm -hmm. The knowledge that I was cleaning my castle gave me inner satisfaction. There's two things in this panel I'm going to point out. And she's singing, and yeah, she's like having whistle while you dust. Da -da 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 -da. While she's doing that. I would then like to point out the picture of Three, what looked like men four. in some uh, four men in sombreros <laughs> in, in a picture on the wall. I just noticed that, <laughs> and they all seem to is. be like in yeah, action poses. They are. But they're uh, anyway. And yeah, then it says Ray appreciated everything I did around the house. He was a model husband. Uh, and then another one where I'm like, oh, it's just the very next panel. Betty's cooking, and Ray goes, "Looks like you're planning a scrumptious dinner scrumptious. tonight, dear. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have such an excellent cook for a wife." And she goes, "Thank you, darling. I hope everything turns out." <laughs> it's just like all very Stepford yeah, wifey. Yeah. Anyway, they're having just fantastic marriage life until. Well, now she's mending and darning. Also, he he thanks her for doing that. Oh, what is darning? So I, I think I get darning. Mending. I think darning. They talk about when you're, you're sewing up socks. Darning a sock. So that's like socks just, get a hold. You just sew them up. Socks. Yeah, I believe so. I I think I think that's right. Interesting. So our story's going great, and then we get hit with a wall of text of a page, uh, and this is when it started getting longer and more intricate. But there's so much dialogue that starts, as I've just pointed out to Mike. There's not a lot, and then boom, you get hit with it. Darning, but, I'm sorry. Darning is sewing technique for repairing holes or worn areas in fabric or knitting using needle and thread alone. So there you go. Okay, there you go. That's what darning is, then. You oh, learn something oh, new every day. It's often done by hand, but it's also possible to darn with a sewing machine. Oh. Who knew? Uh, we do now. We do. So Ray tells Betty, like, hey, I... Uh, <laughs> They're talking about their uh, in-laws. Uh, Betty says, It was a pleasure to receive mail from my parents, but I was glad they lived 3,000 miles away and couldn't interfere with us. And Ray goes, Here's a letter from your folks. Betty, it's too bad you can't visit them oftener. You haven't seen them for three years. Is she, oftener a word? It is right oftener. now. Oftener. And she goes, I'd like to visit them, of course, Ray, but I think it's good that we don't get too much of them. I wouldn't want in-law trouble. To which Ray's like, Betty, dear, my folks live in nearby Trenton. 
they're not in any trouble, are they? And she's like, oh, no, Ray. I didn't mean it that way. Your parents are too sickly to come here. Thank God. So it's nice to visit them once a month. I oh, enjoy man, every parents. minute of my stay with them, but only for that month. If I have, or for that one time. If I have to visit them more than that, it would be dreadfully awful, honey. Uh, that's that's kind of the way I feel about my parents, but they're just across the city. Um, so here's what I want to. I was trying to figure out too. If they live in Trenton, I'm yeah. assuming uh, New, New Jersey, Jersey nearby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is three thousand miles away from New York? Where is Betty from? Well, let's see. Uh, if we go three thousand, is that clear across the country, or is it further from Trenton, from New Jersey? That's that's the only thing I can't figure out. Is uh, I guess I don't know how far away. Uh, let's see. How far is New Jersey from the equator? Is the first one I get. Oh, okay. Uh, used cars under 3,000 in Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, okay, that's cool, too. Uh, Maybe this was a terrible question to ask. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I think it's according to which... Uh, do you think Do you think that that's far I enough like, for them to be I, okay, on the West so, Coast? So here we go. Uh, this ridiculous question was asked by somebody. Is California close to New Jersey? No. So it says the total driving distance from New Jersey to California is 2,845 miles. So it's in California somewhere. So, okay. So it's she's either in that the way West? Or, or they're in Russia. Okay. One, one of the two. Yeah. So she's probably out in the West Coast. I would feel like it would be closer the more northwest you went, mm-hmm. just maybe. So it's got to be like south, deep parent, south California. Her parents live on Alcatraz. That's what it sounds that's like. That's where they're at. Yeah. So. Well, they're sickly. That's where they used to put the sick people. <laughs> she's like, but that's where we put my sick they're, parents. They're what are you doing with yours? Put them in Trenton. They're in that tuberculosis hospital. <laughs> but uh, Ray tells her, well, hey, Betty, I got a phone call from like the mm. family doctor. And he says, like, my parents aren't doing good. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of time left. They're not doing well. And. Uh, he thinks that it would be good for us to like move them in with us to kind of watch them and give them, you know, kind of a, a hand, like a, a another mm-hmm. set of eyes and hands to kind yeah. of watch over them. I'm starting to be on her side, <laughs> and and here's the thing, right? Okay. Um, it's a 1950. Yeah. She all we've done is talk about how she takes care of the house, she does all the cooking, does all the cleaning, all this stuff. Yeah. And now he's like. Yeah, Doc says I need to bring my two parents in here who are old and sickly, and they're gonna they're gonna germ up the place. I I, I get your point. I get there. that part. No, 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 and I, I get that part, and I don't disagree with that part at all. Yeah, it's not even that I don't understand where she comes from of, you know, having other people kind yeah. of impede on yeah. your life. Sure, it's the way they write her as just so callous and mean about it. She does that come across. Inter- she does come is, across as like heartless. Yeah, yeah. that is that yeah. is the entertaining sure. part of this. Sure, it's not like like you said. Like I get your point, and I get her point then too of mm-hmm. all this because in on it, like in all honesty, when we're looking at this with Ray, like he is not listening to her at all with this yeah. when she yeah, presents her concerns. That's true too. Yeah, and she's like, he's like, no, this is what I want. This is what we're gonna do. So if we're honestly looking at this, you know. From to take the funniness away from it, like he's kind of being a shit husband by not listening to her in this at all. So yeah. she has a point, yeah. but yeah. she's just being heartless about it. So I it's just hilarious. love how like two panels earlier she goes, "We're gonna be happy like this forever," and then he's like, "Ah, hold on, yeah, wait a minute, my parents are." Coming. I got something for you. Uh, and so, she, but he, the way he introduces, he's like, "Well, I'm glad that you like them, Betty, because they're gonna move in here." Yeah. Uh, but he. <laughs> I, they're his poor parents. Yeah. You know, my mother and father both have heart ailments. So, wait, he, wait, what? He says oh, that. yeah, there he is. Yes, Ray, I'm awfully sorry. For yeah, that. and he's <coughs> like, well, 
I had a long term or uh, long distance phone call from our family physician. And he told me that both of my folks are in bad health and uh, it's serious. <laughs> and he suggests that I should bring them to, to here. He doesn't want them to live alone, right? Talk to a doctor <laughs> who said, your parents are bad. You need to take them to your house. And then she's like, I'm stunned to look after them. Like, you know, they'd be under my feet all day and they clutter up the apartment. And like, she has points well, on all this. The point I want to make here is she says, I was stunned. I'd be expected to look after them. Which is That's another great point, part. too. That's the part right there. Because she I'm would thinking, be, because yeah. she's at home all day yeah, while he's exactly. at work. That's true. Um, but she's like, your folks, they have their own house. Like, we don't want to persuade them to come up here. Like, they're probably comfortable yeah, where they are. She's trying to get out of it. She's trying to. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, they kept quiet. They didn't tell us about their health because they don't want to put us out. But Plus they're not going mute, to. So, yeah. <laughs> but they're not going to. Like, we're going to go ahead and take care of them. And she just keeps, like, trying to come up with other reasons of, like, but, yeah, yeah, like, but all their stuff is there. And, like, you know, their possessions. And he won't have any of it. Like, you know. Every time like, they're here, I in. scare them with my feet for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they're so scared uh, of my feet. So he calls and talks to her or his dad. And after he gets off the phone, like, Betty asks him, like, hey, um, what's going on? And he's like, well, they're not going to move in yet. They're going to come for a short vacation. But they won't stay for good, and I accepted it because I feel like once they're here, hmm. we'll be able to persuade them to stay. Mm-hmm. And Betty's like, I, I don't necessarily like that. So she says, you know, or she goes, uh, oh my, they go to pick them up. They drive to Trent to pick them up, and she says, on the way home, my secret, my secret plan was to make their stay unbearable. I had to be careful not to make them suspect I was doing it deliberately, and I had to be careful Ray didn't get wise. Jeez. Her thoughts are. My in-laws will want to be a help or will want to help a little. If they have absolutely nothing to do, it will drag for them. They will think I'm not letting them help me because I don't want them to overtax their hearts. Her plan is I'm not going to let them do anything to help me. That's not necessarily an evil plan. No, it's not an evil plan. Mm-mm. It's not like that's no. th- that's funny that they're trying to make her this be like some all of her thing is I'm just going to make sure that they want to help. I'm not going to give them anything to help me mm. with. Uh, but she feels bad about this. It shows a kiss, and she's like, but my kiss felt different with Ray because I was planning something evil against him. Uh, um, it's just very weird. Well, I like how she's she's upset because her in-laws watched them kiss. <laughs> she did not like that. She goes, I resented my in-laws <laughs> Resent watching us embrace. <laughs> what the? What? <laughs> she did kind of hate that. Uh, then, though, like, and she... And what is wrong with Ray's dad's face? What happened to his face? He's part fit. <laughs> this poor guy. Good Lord. Ray looks normal. His dad does look like he had one. And why is years. Satan in the next panel? <laughs> <laughs> you, you go into the... So, I, I, I resented my in-laws watching us embrace. Isn't that romantic, John? Young love is certainly nice. That's, that's, that's uh, his parents It's his parents talking. talking, yeah. And then his dad looks at her and goes... I hope that you two can tell you to be happy, right? And then he looks like a burn victim. And then the the next panel is Satan. And it says, almost immediately after their arrival, I began my campaign to make Ray's parents feel unwanted. I knew they could do a small amount of work, but I wouldn't let them do any. I tried to make them feel like they were in the way. Satan! (laughs) Uh, And then so she's like, uh, the... 
uh, Ray's mom's like, hey, I, if you don't have anything planned for dinner, I could help. And she's like, no, I got it. You just kind of sit down and do what you want to. It's I got your, it. Your food sucks. You know, hey, I got the dishes. Yeah. You know, she's working on socks. And she's like, hey, I'm knitting these for Ray, Betty. It's been so long since I made him socks. And Betty goes, yeah, that's very sweet. But he prefers store socks. Have you ever had anybody make you socks? <laughs> I haven't either. So I've had a lot of clothes made for me because my, my grandmother was a seamstress, right? She worked out at, like, the, the Methodist home. Yeah. And she would fix all the kids' clothes and stuff. But yeah. that also meant she thought she could make me shirts and pants and stuff, right? And so it was always, like, this pattern shit. Like, you know, oh, this has cowboys all over it. Let's make you a shirt out of that because I know you love them cowboys. My grandma made shit me a like T-shirt that. with, like, that puff. I think we've made talked you a about t-shirt? this before. Yeah, with, like, the puffy kind of paint. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like you did no. it with puff. Mm-hmm. And it was neon colored. No. And it was. No. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was a big bear. No. It said, Bosco loves you. It was. <laughs> it was uh, from another comic we've covered, oddly enough. Oh. Well, not uh, not like directly, but a comic about this person. It said, uh, don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart. And it had a broken heart. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Did she. Uh, was she worried about your, your heart being broken? <laughs> I, I just really love that song as a six-year-old to the point where she thought she'd make me a wow. t-shirt well hey she was trying you know yeah no no my my grandmother trying. always she also made me for my eighth birthday and i do still have this with the tape over it yeah it's the number eight in 50 cent pieces oh but it says happy and she used that as the eighth birthday yeah. And she drew all these different. She was always very artsy. Yeah. But she drew like Mario and Sonic. Oh, look at and her. And like all different oh, like video yeah. game she characters on like, like a thing of poster board. She knew you liked the video games. She did. And just like all and cartoon characters and stuff like that. And I have that still like taped yeah. and like off somewhere because that was cool. Uh, but I just thought that of the puppy cool. painting. Good for uh, but so then she's like, uh, yeah, no, Ray likes store socks now, not these, <laughs> store stu- socks. Not these stupid homemade socks. Stupid homemade she goes, socks. huh, if they're your husband's size, maybe you could give them to him, is what she tells him. Uh, oh, Ray's dad's like, hey, the I could fix this switch on the, or the plug on the lamp. She's like, nope, you sit down. Don't you dare touch it. I'll have Ray deal with it when he gets home. Like, she doesn't want them to do anything. Yeah, yeah. They're even like sitting in their chairs reading the paper, and she's like cleaning up after them on purpose to make them feel like they're being a mess. Like she goes, like he wasn't being one, but I like scooped all of his papers up to like hurly move them. She's making them like lift their legs so she can clean underneath it, even though the spot's yeah. already clean. Yeah, she's yeah, having she's just a, a blast with this. She's a turd. When then all of a sudden one day Ray gets home and he goes, "Hello, honey. I put in a hard day's work, and I feel the need of some affection." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that line. Oh, I do love that. Hey, honey, I just got home, and I really feel the need for some affection. And she goes in to kiss him, but I don't know. Something's off with her kiss, and he's like... Something's off with his dad's head. I'm just saying <laughs> it. It looks like a freaking potato. His head is so weird You're looking. You're so mean to his dad. Well, his dad's weird looking. <laughs> uh, but he's Even like... Even Betty, look at that face. Yeah, I don't know. Looks like she just swallowed a fish. <laughs> hole uh <laughs> fish hole <laughs> that, uh but then he's like where are my parents at my mother and dad betty they, they never come to greet me anymore and she's like oh they're in their rooms right i guess they know their days are numbered <laughs> <laughs> oh, jesus wow <laughs> they seem to want to be alone i'll get them i'll let them know that dinner is ready and she just like goes and knocks on the door and they're like come and get it folks come and get it you old bastard <laughs> and they run to meet him and they <laughs> hug him like they haven't seen him in years 
Again, look at his dad's face when he hugs him. His dad has an issue, man. Look at Betty's face. Good Lord. She just ate a lemon. Hole. Hole. She ate a lemon hole. Oh, man. So, anyway, they decide, they tell them that they're going to go back. They're, they've decided that the vacation was enough. They, they're bored here. They don't have anything to do. Yeah. And that they really want to go back and stay. And he's like, but I, I, I want y'all to stay here. And they're like, no, we don't want you. We don't want to. Like, we, uh, we want you guys to be able to have your space. And he's like, well, then we'll come down once a week instead of once a month. Like, you know, I, we'll need uh-huh. to take care of you. And she's like, our Betty's thinking to herself, I, I can do with once a week. That's fine. I'll still have the house sure, to myself. Sure. Well, after they leave, Betty starts to feel lonely. And the house feels empty without her parents there. So she wakes up and decides that if either of them have a sudden heart attack and dies, <laughs> Ray, Ray and I might not get to Trenton in time. Oh, well, no. yeah, no, because you said it was sudden. Like, that's the thing. Is that's she it. said in her statement, if they have a sudden heart attack and die, we wouldn't get to Trenton in time. Well, yeah, because you've already killed them even in your thought. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but it's not great. she's like, oh, if something goes wrong, like we're not going to be there, they should come live with us after all so we can be under our watchful eye. And she calls her mother-in-law and basically tells her everything like, hey, I made sure that you guys had nothing to do so you get bored not to live here. And her mother's like, first of all, she's like, can you forgive me now that now that you know the truth, mother? She calls her mother, which is going to fix it all because Ray's mom's like, oh, she called me mom. That's cool. Uh, and they decide to move in, and everything's hunky-dory. And Betty only calls her mom mother now, which is kind of weird and creepy, but she's there. Whoa! I, I threw my tablet in frustration. I was pissed off accident. at my pen earlier. Now uh, you're pissed off at your yeah, tablet. But Mary, or Betty's like, I want your parents to live with us. And they move in, and it's a giant happy family. And so that's the end of that one. Even with her dad's weird potato head. You were so mean to her dad. Her dad is a weird-looking dude. And then we have the last one here from 1958, Romantic Story number 38. Hey, the, the, but uh, we've already, that, we've already yeah, read that's that what I was going to say. Yeah, at the at the bottom, it's got an ad for I joined a teenage sex club. Yeah, and it says join the romance comic group on Facebook, which is the IDW group for this. But we covered the I joined a teenage sex club in one of the previous romantic yeah, ones. We did. Ah, oh, man, that was a funny one too. Uh, it was a good one. So we close out today with our last one again from Romantics Comics number th- Romantic Comic, excuse me, Romantic Story number thirty-eight from January nineteen fifty-eight from Charlton Comics. The story is called "I, the House." I the House. I, the House. All right. I haven't been loved or lived. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been lived in for 10 years. I thought years. we were really getting like, you know, down to the we crux like, of things that are wrong with us. I, I haven't been loved in, in years. Uh, I haven't been lived in for 10 years. Well, same but thing. I still remember <laughs> the happy voices, the bustle and excitement of a loving family. And I miss them so. Shall I ever know such joy again? Now there's a lovely girl. She's looking at me. I wonder. That whole thing was from a house. That's right. Our main character in this story is a house. Uh, I say that. Uh, all the house does is it's kind of the main Well, you're kind of bookending this, though, right? I mean, you started with a bear. Now you're ending with a house. house. So it's like these things that don't normally talk or tell them the exactly. story here. Yeah. So 
we are introduced to our what young lady. What a dumb name, I the House. Come on. Uh, I the, the House on Lifetime. Shut up. Is Lifetime still a thing? Lifetime is still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this woman loves the house. She does. Uh, but her husband, she Jerry. She wants to kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but her husband, or I'm sorry, not her husband, her boyfriend, Jerry, her Jerry. fiance, does not. Because this house is very run down, and it does not look good at all. It has seen better days. It's a fixer-upper. Audrey is our main character's name. Well, Jerry's like, Audrey, I, I said, yeah, I have a house for us to look at. Let's go look at this one instead. And it's a substantial modern home, and it's easy to maintain. And it's Substantial new. modern. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, it's a house. Hey, can I tell you something about modern. the name Jerry real quick? You've had brushes with them? No, 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 it's not that. Uh, I was talking to some people yesterday, and they, they said that they, they wanted to start a podcast called Unmoanable. And I was like, what? Was know. it names you can't? Yeah. So names that sound that you can't really moan. That's funny. So the guy's name was Larry, and somebody said, I can't, you can't really say, oh, Larry. Yeah. You know, and so I just, I thought, Airy. when I saw Jerry, I thought, yeah. Yeah, but it's not all that. Oh, Larry. Jerry. That kind of thing, you know. Every time I hear Jerry now, I think of Rick and Morty, though. So See, that's how I. I still think Seinfeld. For See, some no, I'm a. I always yeah. think of oh, yeah. the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Uh, but all right, Audrey, what are you do- what are you doing to us? So here we go to look at <laughs> we go to look at the modern house, and yeah. she just doesn't like it because she doesn't think that it has any charm really or anything. And she wants the old rundown house because of all the things it could be. And Jerry's looking at it like, there's a hole in the kitchen. She's like, yeah, but we could fix it up. It's a giant kitchen. Jerry, that's a sink. (laughs) 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 Water comes out of this thing when I'm There's water coming out of the wall. No, Jerry, that's Uh, a spigot. (laughs) We got to get you some workbooks or something. Modern fancy house not have. Modern fancy Uh, house not have water. So Jerry's just like, whatever, honey. Here's the money. Go pick the house you Jesus. want. <laughs> Here, honey. Here's a bunch of money. Go buy a house. <laughs> um, and so she takes the money, uh. and she tells the real estate agent that they're dealing with, like, I want to put a deposit down on this house here, this whole rundown one. Uh, I guess another thing I should say is that the house does have comments throughout the whole thing that I haven't said. Like, after they went and looked at the modern house, they came back to the old one, and it says, oh, she's come back. She does like me, but the man she's with is cold. My my basement is swelling. Oh, there is. (laughs) And so they're talking about it, and that's where she's like, it's perfect, a large, beautiful kitchen. And he's like, oh, the ceilings have cracks, all that. And the house says... Well, I'm glad he's leaving. He makes me nervous. So the house, the dude makes the house nervous, first of all. And then she also says, uh, what a pleasant visit. And yes, it looks as if I shall be occupied again. So the house is happy. Um, so at, at one point, Jerry says this phrase. She says, uh, the, the girl says, but Jerry, I love this house. Haven't you said its choice should be mine since I'd be in the house all day? And he's, he turns to this woman that he uh, apparently loves. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Am uh, I, wait, am wait, I before, skipping but, forward? Before you get to oh, that I'm part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. So she puts down the deposit on the old house. Yes. And as the real estate agent is leaving, he tells her, I have a sentimental attachment to this old house. I'm glad that, you know, people, I want somebody to live here to be happy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh, we will be. And then Jerry gets back and asks Audrey. All right. So did you pick a house? And that's where Audrey goes. Yeah. I put a deposit down on that. 
and then go ahead with what you said of where she said. Well the, well, the next panel, number one, the house says, I'd like to flap my cellar doors at him. Yeah, I, I don't know what that, that means, for you. but I'm going to start using that. Uh, and then she says, but Jerry, I love this house. You know, you said it should be my choice, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yes, but to buy that old barn would be rattle-brained. Rattle-brained. Yeah. Go back and get that agent and get the deposit back. What? He's a he's a turd. They all are. That's the thing is in these. Well, somebody in one of these things is always an asshole. That's true. Yeah. There's never anybody that's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and I listened to the rerun we ran last week, and it was the one where the dude dressed up as the clown. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And she was so upset. She worked at a circus. Yeah. And was upset that he dressed like yeah. a clown. Yeah. Yeah. But when he wasn't dressed like a clown, she loved him. I'm way more attracted to fire eaters. <laughs> Uh, the line tamer might be missing a hand, but he would <laughs> never dress up as a clown. <laughs> he really lost his head over me. So she goes back to the real estate agent, and she's like, or, and the real estate agent's like, I'm sorry that you're having to take it back, but, you know, I get it. And she's like, I thank you, Mr. Keller. I appreciate it. And she goes back to tell her old Jerry that she got the check back, and he goes, there, you did the sensible thing. Now, how would you like to put that deposit on the split level I showed you yesterday? It's like, oh, he's just such a tool. And, well, and she says, I would not. I told you how I feel. Why do you insist on forcing something down my throat, Jerry? <laughs> so time is a cruel mistress, man. <laughs> it is, it is. Because we're in a time where that is a different kind of sentence. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, back at this time, it was a more uh-huh. innocent phrase, I yes, would say. And at was. the same time, though, yeah, like... I know. Maybe F Jerry, if that's the case. Well, the last one had a devil face on it. So So he goes, consider my position, Audrey. I must have a house. (laughs) With the sheet. (laughs) Uh, I must have a house that reflects my success. Now, Audrey, think it over. It's that house or it's nothing, Audrey. Fucking split level house, <laughs> it's like a success. 1960s split level, and he's like, "We haven't even got to the 60s." No, this has to reflect my uh, importance as a man. Exactly. Fuck off. I have thought it over, and it's nothing. I want a home that reflects the heart, not a showcase for other people to add up how much they spent. Goodbye, Jerry. Oh man. And so she leaves, but she can't stay away from the house that she loves. So she goes back to see it with Mr. Keller, the real estate agent, because he had told her before when she left, like, anytime you want to come see it, you're welcome to. So she goes, I keep knocking that, mm-hmm. so she goes to look at the house, and he kind of gives her the tour, and is like, hey, this house actually, I told you it was special, it's because I grew up here, and I've spent the time now to kind of, like, redo it all, and he's showing her, like, the fireplace is working now, and the garden out back, and while he's showing her the garden, she trips over a hose, and he catches her in his arms. And the house says, that's more like it. How we're, or Now we're getting some action. So the house kind of reminds me. You talked about the movie Rubber the other day. Yeah. You remember the, the oh, hotel scene? Love it. The house is being that, like, watching from the window now, like, oh, yeah, now we're getting some action. Just yeah. kind of oddly. Yeah. But, uh, oh, the Mr. Keller, the real estate agent, catches Audrey. And she goes, oh, I'm so clumsy. And he goes, clumsy, no, please, stay this way for just a little while, Audrey. I have something to tell you. And that's when he tells her that the house was his, and he wanted somebody to be happy there, a family to be happy, somebody that he or he thinks that he could be happy with mm-hmm. a woman, a woman like her, and they kiss. A woman like her. And the house says, I shall be lived in again, which is a weird oh. sentence to say. 
I shall hear the happy voices of a happy family again. The end. The house is super what? excited. So, yeah. This one, like, lost steam at the end. It did. You know, I... You ever seen the movie House? I've seen like the, the TV show The house. horror movie? No. Well, it's kind of a comedy horror movie. No. You should watch that. It's very good. Okay. Yeah. Probably it's, better than uh, that. Well, it is better than this, but but it, it also is a house that's kind of alive kind of thing. Gotcha. And so it kind of reminds me of that, uh, although there wasn't a uh, Stepford wife living in it. So. That's true. And yeah. also, though, this was... Um, I like the bear the best. The bear was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, the dummy was great. Dummy was good. And I just loved how mean Betty was. Betty I just found these were just very kind of weird. and hearted shrew. Shrew. Yeah. Not to, not a pickle puss, though. Uh, she's very pickle pushish. That's kind of hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. All right, there you I go. That was that it. was our romance comics for these Valentine's are Day. Great, man. I, I enjoy are doing good. these because yeah. they're just so ridiculous oh, and fun. Yeah. Uh, next week again, beneath the trees where no one sees issue three. So we have some horror to get into. And again, I read it yesterday. Horror oh, to get into. And I read it yesterday and absolutely loved it. It's I'm a, no Jerry. It's a really great series. If you haven't read it, to go ahead and pick it up. But we'll go ahead and cover, spoiler alert, we're going to cover issue three next week. That's great. Kind of give you a week to go ahead and get caught yeah, up I'm on there, there though. That. But Patrick Horvath doing a great job with that whole series. Good job, and Patrick it, Horvath. And it takes another great kind of turn on things. Because you, you ever like it? And I'll save it. I'll save it for when we do it next yeah. week because I don't want to ruin it. But it's, it's really good. So that's what we got for you. Appreciate you always taking the time out to listen and being here for us as always make sure to check out the other great podcasts on the rogue media network family of stations or rogue uh, media network dot com <laughs> sorry i interrupted no you no no you're fine i was yeah. gonna and i was like i'll just let him do it i'm gonna leave that pause in and everything yeah, you would. so uh yes but a great family of podcasts that we're all a part of go check them all out as always again thank you for listening and until next time stay safe everybody Gali Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs> <laughs>